Hey there, and welcome to the Unlocking Doors podcast. My name's Corey Mills, your friendly neighborhood realtor, and I'm excited for you to join us on this journey. And I'm Michelle Castle, a mortgage loan officer, helping you find the money without breaking the bank. That's right, we're not just here to share information, we're here to share real experiences, real stories, and give you guidance on the dream of home ownership. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Unlocking Doors podcast. I'm your host, Corey Mills, here with Michelle Castle. And today we're gonna to be talking about how homeowners can tap into equity that they have in their home mm -hmm. to their financial benefit. Absolutely. So Michelle, when it comes to what the market's done over the past couple of years, we've seen a fairly sharp run up in values mm -hmm. and a lot of homeowners that bought two, three, four plus years ago mm -hmm. have a ton of equity. And mm -hmm. you were telling me about how you touch base with those owners, just mm -hmm. kind of an equity checkup, mm -hmm. um, a home equity review. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit more about that and, and what people are seeing right now. I send out a newsletter once a month mm -hmm. that just ups, updates everybody on on the equity that they have in their home and then ways that they could take advantage of their equity. Yeah. And I like to do a call just to check in, you know, because a lot of times it goes in their inbox and they don't pay attention to right. it. And so, you know, just reminding them, number one, this information is there and available to you. But have you noticed the value of your home? Mm -hmm. Is there anything about the home the home's value that you disagree or that we need to check on, but also what improvements have you made to the home that might require some adjustments to that value? Yeah. So I was making a phone call um, earlier this week and it was there, this home buyer bought this home two years ago. He's 26 years old now. So yeah. he bought this home at 24 years old. Yay him. Congratulations. I mean, that's, congratulations. Yeah. That's smart. huge. And he, when he purchased the home, there was already, I mean, the house appraised more than what he paid for. Mm -hmm. Doesn't happen very often, especially in the market that we were in, but it did. And this house needed some work. So he put some money into the work or into the house. And the value of that home is up over $100,000. So we're talking about, you know, $250,000 house uh, worth $100,000 more than it than he paid right. two years ago. Yeah, I mean, that's $50,000 a year. It's almost like a, a second income in your household or an yeah. extra income in your household each year if you're looking at average average salary. For, Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, a lot of the, the we get a lot of phone calls. Mm -hmm. Every single day, someone is trying to tap into the equity of their home. Yeah. Texas makes it pretty tough. Yeah. The sad reality is a lot of people are calling us because they need that equity. Right. Because they're just in a financial situation, maybe it's medical bills. In a lot of cases, it's just excessive credit card debt. Yeah, The cost of living has just risen so much and people are charging. And so, you know, how do you tap into that equity? And then there's just some, it, like in his case, he's got $100,000. So his thoughts are, how do I make money, make money? Right. And so, you know, how do I get a hold of that and do something smarter and better with that money than just letting it sit and accumulate? I'm just, I know you've got some properties and you've got some equity in yours. What, what are your thoughts? What, what do you think? Well, and that's something, so I actually submitted a question on the Bigger Pockets podcast mm -hmm. and I didn't like their answer at all. He essentially said either refinance or sell mm -hmm. and 1031 into other properties, which really is not... When you look at the fact that every loan I have is, you know, low 3% mm -hmm. interest rate, mm -hmm. fixed 30 year note on all mm -hmm. of my rental properties, mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to 
sell or refinance right now and buy something else because interest rates have more than doubled from an investment standpoint. Right, right. So I I didn't like the answer he gave. I did find uh, a way to get a line of credit for some land that I have. A local bank has the first position on the note and Mm -hmm. they were willing to give a second lien Mm -hmm. for that line of credit. Mm -hmm. Since then, I've been able to, you know, I was able to buy a property that I fixed up and rehabbed and I'm actually closing on it today to the new buyer after mm-hmm. we fix it up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's, there's ways to do stuff like that, but the, the big thing is, you know, with, with something where your local bank doesn't have that first position, you know, maybe it's a national mortgage company or even guild mortgage, you know, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. cause that's who has all my other mortgages and y'all have some line of credit home equity lines of credit coming products coming up. I yeah, think in the future. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. We do as a nation, you know, nationwide, we've got line of credit options. Yeah. Texas just makes it so difficult. So, you know, we've got to jump through some extra legal hoops in order to be able to offer that. Right. So in, like in your scenario, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the same thing with this young gentleman I was talking about, if you like where you live and you're not wanting to sell the house. Yeah. You know, and that's where I think a lot of people are stuck. The only way they feel like they can access the equity of their home in Texas, especially, is to sell their property. Yeah. And so, you know, just really finding what can I do to access that equity without selling something that I really like. Plus, if you were to sell it, you could possibly have to, well, you will likely spend more to buy the same property just because property values have gone up. Yeah. So, in in that, I, I do want to spin it around to even sellers right now. Like, that's the whole thought process I know that people are having to think through, too. Mm. If I sell my home, I lose the low rate, uh, but I do get my equity, and then how much do I have to spend? So that's that whole conversation that we can have in just a minute I want to ask you about. But that line of credit mm. is so... And a lot of people don't understand, when you do a line of credit, you're basically utilizing the equity that you have in that subject property, but you get to use the money how you choose to use it. So it just gives you a lot of flexibility. Right. Yeah. And that you wouldn't have. And you really have to be careful. Like if you're going to take out a line of credit or any kind of debt like that, you have Mm -hmm. to be very strategic and methodical. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of over leveraging at all. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Um, And so I highly recommend you Mm -hmm. are, you know, be conservative with that, but for mm-hmm. me, it was it was an opportunity where a, a great deal on a property came mm-hmm. up. Somebody needed to sell pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. And I was able to, with that line of credit, make a cash offer, right. close within a week. Mm-hmm. And they were happy. I had a lot of work ahead of me to do, but mm-hmm. I was happy about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it turned out, turned out well. And now, and, and that's what's so cool is you're fixing to sell the property, which frees up your line of credit again. So yeah. now you have credit accessible to you. Mm-hmm. You're not paying interest on any more than what you're borrowing. Right. So it's just going to sit there until you need it again. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. This, and this is my first experience using a line of credit mm-hmm. to secure other properties or mm-hmm. honestly, you could, you know, if you were to buy another property with your own cash and mm-hmm. use the line of credit to do the rehab, mm-hmm. you could do it that way too. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot of different options. Like you mm-hmm. said, you can kind of use it how you want. I would encourage anybody who's curious about that to talk to a local bank, local Mm -hmm. credit union. Mm -hmm. If you're wanting to get into real estate investing, Mm -hmm. having those relationships is huge. Absolutely. Uh, You know, Lewis Welch at Independent Bank is my, Mm -hmm. he's my guy. You go to. But I've been doing deals with him for nine years now Mm -hmm. and I've built up a track record. 
And I, mm-hmm. I do some business with other banks, but mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's the go-to guy. He knows that mm-hmm. whenever they loan me no money, I'm going to use it for what I'm saying and I'm going to perform and it's going to be a good deal. And I know that whenever I go to them, they're going to, they're going to approve the loan because I've got that track record. So. Right. Exactly. But it started, you know, so if anybody is listening and you're thinking, well, yeah, of course you've got all these properties, you've done this line of credit. It started nine years ago Yeah, with your first purchase mm-hmm. that was a duplex, right? No, or so no, you had a house then. I had a house. Yeah. I bought a house from my, from my dad that was an absolute right. dump yeah. and needed a ton of work, yeah. but I was able to get the loan from independent mm-hmm. and, uh, the terms were not that favorable to right. me as a first time borrower. And they were like, uh, you know, yeah. We don't know I, how well you're going to pay, so you're going to pay yeah. a little more. Yeah, so uh, I had high interest rate. Mm-hmm. I had high, you know, I had to put 20% down, which, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a $40,000 house, so. Yeah, but it's still, still it's, 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 rel- it's all relative, right? It's all relative, yeah. You're a college kid with, with got to figure out work, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was a lot, of, a lot of moving parts there, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's about, I think, finding those local banks and credit unions, people who are involved in your community that mm-hmm. uh, build that relationship. Yeah. They're willing to take the risk Yeah, yeah, to to build that relationship. And then you, and that's, and I think that's what's so fun about investing in real estate. You take this one transaction and you allow it to build up enough equity and you do the work, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's elbow grease. Sometimes it's really a remodel, a big project. Yeah. And then you take that equity and then you go build, you know, you go use that, you leverage the equity into the next yeah. and then the next and the next. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, it's been a, it's been a great experience for me, but like you said, it started nine years ago and that's, mm-hmm. that's not to say don't start today. If you're thinking about getting in a- real estate, absolutely. Everybody has to start somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that you mentioned before we kind of got on the, you know, line of credit, real mm-hmm. estate tangent, we're mm-hmm. talking about how you can leverage equity that's in your property. Mm-hmm. You talked about how right now, consumers have more debt than they've had Mm. at any point in history. Mm -hmm. And so what are you, how, what kind of guidance are you giving those people that do Mm. call in and they're like, I've got these medical bills, I've got this, Mm -hmm. I've got that. And, Mm -hmm. but they're also looking at, you know, they've got 40% equity in their home Mm -hmm. and that could equate to a hundred thousand dollars, $150,000 that's accumulated over the years. What, what kind of conversations are you having with well, those people? Well, I mean, number number one, we all need to realize Texas requires that you leave 20% equity in the home. Right. Which, I mean, it's for our own protection. It's smart. It it's is smart. smart. You know, you could turn around and sell the house, pay pay all of the costs to sell the house and still come out borrowing 80%. Yeah. So I, I do understand those safety measures. In a lot of cases, the customers already got I mean, a customer, assuming it's it's my customer that called, yeah. but the homeowner already has a pretty low interest rate. Rates right now are considerably higher. Mm-hmm. So doing a cash out refinance as a first lien sometimes makes sense. And what I have people do is list out all of the debts that they owe. So mm-hmm. how much do you owe? What's the credit limit available to you? What's the payment and what interest are you paying? And... Golly, Corey, you know, people are paying 30% interest on their credit cards right now. It's insane. It is. And so you think, well, I don't want to lose my 3% interest rate to refinance and pay 7%. But my gosh, you're paying 3% on your mortgage and paying 30% to the credit card companies. So let's just do the math and see how much you could save doing a cash out refinance as a first lien. Right. 
The other option is to leave that first lien in place and do a line of credit or a cash out and pay off all of the debts on a second lien. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit harder to qualify for that. So, you know, that's plan A. Can we get a second lien and pay off the debt so you can leave the first lien in place with the low rate? If that doesn't work, then you need to really look at doing a cash out refinance, paying off the first lien. Yes, you're going to hire have a higher interest rate, but you're going to stop paying these creditors. It's insane amount of interest. So, I mean, really, whenever you look at them, if you just do the numbers, it still makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you just, we got to get out of debt. Yeah. I mean, because these credit card companies are at some point in time are going to start cutting the limits. And every time you get closer to your, to your limit, most of these, I mean, I'm talking to so many people that are maxed out on their credit cards. Mm -hmm. It's a long list of credit cards. They're all maxed out. Their credit scores are already have dropped considerably because they're maxed out. Mm-hmm. And so we need we need to stop yeah. yeah the damage that's being done because how do you get ahead? I mean, how do you, the savings is gone and you're maxed out on your budget. Right. Yeah. And so I mean, you've got to have the tough conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy to you know, leave that 3% interest rate knowing that chances are you're not going to see that again, yeah. but at the same time you're going to start losing other things trying to save that 3% rate. Right. Is it worth it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great question. Is it worth it? And, you know, if you're looking at, okay, we're maxed out on credit cards, we're barely making the monthly minimum payments. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's also so much other just stress Mm -hmm. that comes along with Mm -hmm. knowing all those credit cards. You know, if you've got five credit cards and I don't know how many, how many credit cards the average consumer has, but if you have all these credit cards, you have all these payments, all these collection notices Mm -hmm. that are coming up. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so much stress that, that you can save yourself from. And I really think it's worth having conversations with somebody who can strategically look at and don't, I don't want people to hear this and think we're saying, Oh, just go refinance your house. And and absolutely. Yeah. You need to have a strategy in place. Mm -hmm. You need to talk with somebody who understands every aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And y'all have the, what's the name of that software y'all use? Mortgage coach. Mortgage coach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So y'all have the mortgage coach Mm -hmm. software that literally can put, okay, what does it look like if we get rid of this Mm -hmm. debt, but you have a higher loan Mm -hmm. and you have, you have these investments or Mm -hmm. whatever you can do all kinds Mm -hmm. of variables instead of just guessing yeah. what it looks like. You know, for, for me, you know, that, that mama in me comes out whenever we get in those situations, because the last thing you want is, is you're fixing to borrow up to what the state will allow in yeah. your equity. I mean, in your home mm-hmm. and wipe out the, the credit cards. But if you don't change the habits, you're going to have the credit card balance yeah. back up again. Yeah. So, you know, from, from just, being in the business for 30 years and seeing this over and over and over, I like to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. Now, what happened to get you into that situation? What do we need to change in the budget? Maybe there's some lifestyle changes that need to be made and some really tough conversations. Maybe you've got some kids in the home and their expectations have really become unrealistic. And Mm -hmm. then it's really not anything you can afford because you don't want to be in the situation again in another two years. Right. I mean, exactly. you can't just keep refinancing out of, you know, that. Yeah. Eventually a, you don't qualify for that monthly payment absolutely. and there's no more equity and there's know. no more equity. I'm, I'm a huge proponent of just 
being financially educated, which mm-hmm. they don't teach. Everybody complains. They don't, they should they don't teach, teach that. I know. financial, personal finance in, uh, in high school. They mm-hmm. should, but they mm-hmm. don't. And so mm-hmm. really you kind of have to take accountability for that as an mm-hmm. individual mm-hmm. and learn that stuff yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's some situations where I've had conversations and the credit scores are too low. You don't, I mean, and it's sad and it happens every single week. And my girls at the office just get really like, like they huddle together and go, how do we help these people? They need help in a bad way. Right. But the credit scores are too low. They have equity sitting in their home. Mm -hmm. Their credit scores are too low because they waited too late to call us. Mm-hmm. And you miss one payment and you already maxed out on your credit cards and you miss one payment and your scores could go down a hundred points in just a 30 day period of time. Yeah. And now you don't qualify. So the only way to tap into your equity is to sell your home. And now where are you going to live? Yeah. So waiting too late is not the conversation, you yeah. know, you, you need to have it often and early. And sometimes when it comes down to it, selling, I mean, if you have several hundred thousand dollars in equity mm-hmm. or a hundred mm-hmm. or 150 mm-hmm. and you're looking at your options, sometimes selling, mm-hmm. paying off that debt and still having some money left over and renting you, for a little and bit, renting for a little bit is a mm-hmm. great option. It, it really is. is. And that can help you rebuild that foundation mm-hmm. to where you're, mm-hmm. you know, get back on track. So, which I think is just, it's just like you said, it's educating yourself and having a strategy put in place, Yeah, you know, just being real with the, with the conversation, mm-hmm. like let's stop ignoring it. Let's have a real conversation about where you are financially right? and then figure out what are the options? How do I put a plan in place to get out of this situation? Right. And sometimes it's going to take you a year or two or mm-hmm. three yeah. But if you have a plan and you have somebody that is holding you accountable for working the plan, things are going to come up. You're going to need tires. I mean, my gosh, with all the construction going on around here, you yes. hit a pothole too hard and you end up cracking a rim. You know, now mm-hmm. all of a sudden, these unexpected expenses, you're not using your credit card anymore, but where are you going to get the money from? Right. Like yeah. those are real conversations. Absolutely. And, and if you aren't staying on top of it every single month, you're going to react and do something silly. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, put yourself backwards. So it just, just, it's just education and conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's something that I know that you're pretty passionate about. And I always enjoy talking to people about their own specific circumstances that they're Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. and being able to come up with a solution. You know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's mortgage lenders that there's mortgage lenders that you can call online and they'll say, here's a pre-approval letter. Mm-hmm. And that's all you get. Mm-hmm. And it's really not even a pre-approval letter. It's probably a pre-qual letter. Yeah. It's just a uh, certificate. They just fill certi- in the blank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put your name on this and yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah. And then there's real estate agents that are highly transactional mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, you want to buy a property? Here's a contract. I'll mm-hmm. fill it out. Mm-hmm. But I think the value in knowing people like yourself and like me who mm-hmm. are passionate about educating people, mm-hmm. making sure that we're setting people up to have a mm-hmm solid financial future mm-hmm. with that asset they're purchasing mm-hmm. is a huge benefit. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And then just monitoring that equity and then asking the question, you know, what yeah. do I do with this? That puts me that much further ahead. Right. You know, how do I leverage the equity in this home? Maybe you don't have any debts and you want to use it for investment purposes like you've done. Yeah. You know, and another reality is that maybe you have all this equity and, you know, let's say you're not in a tight spot and needing to tap into it right now. Mm-hmm. And you want to get into real estate investing, Mm -hmm. but your only option might be like a cash out refi. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't make sense, then don't do it. Just Mm -hmm. wait until it does. And so there's, there's also, you know, just be smart about Mm -hmm. when and how you tap into that equity. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I mean, it really, 
the the equity the the increase in the values that we've seen we're not going backwards with that it's just going to grow from there right. it's just may not grow quite as quickly as it did we had such a fast pull up of value or mm -hmm. run up of value mm -hmm. and basically we and at least here in north texas we realized probably the next three to five years of appreciation mm -hmm. all at once mm -hmm. almost in like mm -hmm. a 12 to 18 month period mm -hmm. and now we're slowly yeah slowly appreciating. normalizing our, yeah but and it's so, still upward trend so yeah so well sit tight i think this has been a great conversation absolutely i'm sure there's gonna be people who hear this and this is speaking to them mm -hmm. and they're curious on like okay i'm in that spot mm -hmm. i need help coming up with strategies mm -hmm. or how do i educate myself mm-hmm whatever it may be, or maybe they just want to be on your newsletter. So um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That HomeBot. Yeah. yeah. They could be on yours or mine. Yeah. I, we both use HomeBot and yeah. I love it. So yeah. anything so, you'd like to add? No, before we... you know, but that, if, the, if that is a conversation you want to have, just hit us up, just yeah. hit, send us a message, For sure. DM us, um, or find us online Slide into the DMS, yeah. slide into the DMS, it goes down in the DMS, uh, <laughs> for finance right. purposes only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, Michelle, Thank you. And awesome. for everybody out there, if you have any questions or want to reach out, just uh, give us a shout and we'd love to help you.